Shooting the Gap with Ryan and Gonzo. Dead teacher, huh? It's like someone wasn't saved by the bell. Oh! There you go. There you go, see? Dead teacher, huh? Guess it's time for the college years. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Why are we not recording this fucking stupid shit? Oh, we are. If not, just... Oh, we are. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on. Because the head's off, so we keep with that. We got, we got <laughs> dead teacher, huh? No head. <laughs> 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 I got nothing. Uh, de- oh, okay. Okay. Dead teacher, huh? Looks like someone's heading for detention. Ooh. Dead teacher, huh? That's no way to welcome back Mr. Cotter. <laughs> Where did we even get dead teacher? <laughs> from your, from your from husband, husband. miswriting from like burying the lead. It's like school's out. Also, dead teacher. <laughs> Holy shit, it's like I'm actually watching CSI Miami. It's fun being David Cruz. Uh, he's a something. fucking robot. How does he exist in Miami? I know. He would look Hail like fuck. me all the time. Gin- Gingy bastards all the time. He's all, I'm hot. Layers. <laughs> but. <laughs> Give me a second, I gotta. Miami. Oh. I gotta cool down. <sighs> Looks like I'm, I'm wearing ten sweaters. I gotta take off my sunglasses. <laughs> Just another You're layer. Crusoe. <laughs> Miami. Fuck, it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Miami. Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> what, why is he? I don't. Why is he drinking milk? Because dead teachers. Because <laughs> they they serve. <laughs> dead teacher, huh? School's out. That was like the first <laughs> one we. I know. I just went to it. <laughs> the well done went dry. Oh. <laughs> Full circle. Don't think of any other teacher things. Um, he, he got the best one. Saved by the Bell is the best one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> it was a dumb game. It wasn't any intellectual value. In it was fun. Ryan I like that game in. where it's like, okay, that's the corpse's profession. Go! Corpse's profession. Corpse's profession. I don't remember. Yeah. It's and like a bad improv. Sorry. Like, I need a profession. <laughs> teacher, alright I heard dead teacher, great Dead teacher, we'll use that Where the points don't point. matter That's Oh right. yeah, yeah The points are imaginary Enjoy a night with the assaulted nuts Blah, 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 whose line is it anyway Next man up Welcome to Shooting the Gap Justin's here with us today Oh, The first sunny day really in Colorado in a while We're all having a good time Some of us sunburnt more than the others some of us gonna be hurting. Some of us. Some of us gonna be there. It's gonna be there. Lobster um, bisque, you all are. We're drinking on some PBR. Or lobster bisque. Lobster bisque. Oh. Enjoying the it's enjoying the weather. It's great weather. Um, 
As I mentioned, bitch with a QUE. Might be some hurt in there. Bitch. How bad are we hurting after Ryan Clady's going down, gentlemen? I'm just going to get into it because that's important. <laughs> it is important. Hold on, what's he play? And football. Offensive line, left tackle. Oh, left tackle. Okay. Dead left tackle, huh? Here's, here's his back right here. <laughs> Looks like someone's been benched. Here's his back. Here's his back. Here's the, that's uh-huh. quarterback's back. Here's where he blocks. It's called the blind So side. he blocks the blind side of where Peyton Manning doesn't see. Like that movie. Roll credits. Correct. Correct. Yes. It's the movie. So he's very important. Gentlemen. He's very important. Gentlemen, anyone but Doug. Chris Clark stepped up last year. Or the when year before. I've, I've, got to, year. I've got to say, he it did. Makes you want to jump, jump. He filled in. He filled in. Still 113. He got destroyed in the Super Bowl. Yeah, we did. Good. He did. He did. He got, he he got, got yeah. waxed. And because of it didn't play, play much last year. Because we didn't play much last year, so I don't have. I mean, we drafted. We have other linemen on this thing. I'm not. Do you think he's going to be playing at right tackle out of what we got? I think we're going to need to have lots of depth at at the entire O line. Well, we just lost depth for sure. Yeah. Well, we lost depth. That's we added Harris. We added Harris. Mm -hmm. But it's not. I mean, when you take away all pro for the third time. I think I think I think this line was going to look different anyway. They're going to have to learn to work together differently anyway because they're going to be blocking different in the first yeah. place. It's going to be a different scheme. It's a different offense. It's Peyton, not Peyton Manning's offense. Well, that's right. all understood. But we just lost an All-Pro, four-time Pro Bowl left tackle, two-time All-Pro, and ruined. so that so it either so we're fine then. You guys are like whatever. Nope. It doesn't matter because we have to learn to work together anyway. I, I've got a. That's get, what it sounds like. I have a saying that we used to say in the in the military. Next man up. Uh, oh, that's what I started out with, and I'm, like, I'm, I think it's a bigger song. deal than, than that when you lose an All-Pro. We're fucked again. I don't I, think we're fucked, but we need to address it. It's it's a fucking it's a big fucking hold of it. <laughs> it's it's I, I, I like that we 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 got some good guys. We got your boy from Colorado State, right? I mean, aren't you more like Sam aren't you like basically that's your boy? So he can't play left tackle. He can't play right tackle. They can put him wherever they and need to. And then put Chris Cooper at left or. Or, you know, put Ryan Harris back at left tackle? you got to move people around. Back, I mean, not back, but put him at left tackle? You're going to need to move people around. I, it doesn't matter. That. It's got to be a completely dynamic line. It can't be It can't be a static line where you have people that are just plugged into one position. People are going to have to learn to... Well, actually, our goal would be to, to do that. Like, depth-wise, they're going to have to be able to play other positions. That's why we drafted guys like Garcia out of Florida who can play literally every offensive position, every offensive line right. position. But we want to work to a starting five. Every team does. We don't want to. You don't want to rotate offensive linemen. That's never what you want to do. So we want to work to a starting five. That's what we're going to do in the fucking, in the in the preseason. We just got hurt immensely because one position that we knew was 100% is not there anymore. Well, now we only have one other position. That's losing 100%. losing a star player at any position is never good. No. And On the is, offensive line, a, left tackle is a is top huge. five left tackle in the NFL. So he is. Pretty much the best at what he does. And the rumor is, so that you're not, not gonna pick him up after. You're not year. gonna. You're That's not the gonna, rumor after someone gets hurt all the time. I'm with you though. I'm you're not you. gonna. You're not gonna ever. Such when farewell when you're losing a top five player. <coughs> I mean, you're, the next guy is just not gonna be that good. Could be. Never know. It could happen. Tom Brady happened out of nowhere, but. We're, we're it's gonna, really it's, hard to replace a left tackle. I'm, th- I'm thinking about the line, and I'm thinking more about Peyton Manning being 39 fucking years old. And already having to deal with a new system and a new offensive line, and his only security blanket that he has any probably any kind of faith in is gone now. That protection where he can't see is going to be more on his mind yeah. for a 39-year-old quarterback who played like shit for the last half of the season last year. 
because of pressure, because the line sucked and all this stuff. Because it was everyone else's fault, but so no. Many well, guess different what? The reasons. line's probably going to be bad. Not as good as they could have been with him out. That is thanks, period. Thanks to them getting rid of the. Uh, thanks to them getting rid of John Fox and the coaching staff from before. It's sort of like everything has been swept under the table about how bad he played at the end of the year. Like I've heard everything from contusion on the quad to torn quad to a shoulder injury that that has never ever been. And it's always it's it's they've never and nobody's ever come out and said, okay, he for sure one hundred percent tore his quad on this and play. That's why he had sucked. Nope, they did say it was in the San Diego game in week fourteen. Yeah. Finally. But that was like after the season ended, they said that. Because remember, it was an issue in the Rams game. Isn't that when they first said he had a quad injury? Isn't that the first time they were like, his quad hurts, he's limping. He was not that fucking limping. So, here we are back again. Offensive line in peril. Easier system. You don't need stars. You just need people that are athletic. The Broncos showed that in the 90s. That yeah. sucks, though. It's a, zone, it's a zone block scheme. You need people that are extremely athletic. It's just it's going to be a test of the depth. That's all. That's all that can be said about it. You can't. It's going to be rough to like I said. It's going to be rough to fill that hole. Clady is a big is going to be missed. He's just going to be missed. It's it sucks. And yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too happy about it. It you know it's it's also going along with Manning being under center. He's going to be coming out more. He, him taking a five-step drop or a three-step drop or, or making a play pick out from under center takes a lot longer than any other guy, I'm pretty fucking sure. I mean, I know we haven't seen it that much, but with his slow ass and how he rolls, he's going to have his back exposed more than he usually does. Right. It scares me with Peyton, dude. It really fucking does, dude. That's, that's my biggest problem. I think we can run the ball effectively and we'll put together all that that just fine, but young offensive lines in new positions, blitzes kill them. Run game, not run game's the easiest thing to do. Yeah, but it's not what makes a game. Run game? Run game has to be established. Run game makes a pretty big fucking game. It makes a big game, but you still need to have an air an air attack. Otherwise, you are one dimensional. Right, and we have been one dimensional pretty much for the last three seasons. On the so opposite what I'm side. Saying, no, last year, the last half of the season, we were one-dimensional running the ball. All we did was run the ball like Tim Tebow. We just turned around and hand the ball off. So we've been one-dimensional for three seasons with this motherfucker at quarterback. Now we need to do it differently. So it's, it's, it's having that gone, that security is difficult when we're going to ask to do it differently. We're going to run the ball more. Everyone knows we're going to run the ball more. Yeah. Well. Everyone knows it. Good, because we got Sturgeon. Uh, I'm I'm down with CJ. I'm down with uh, I see you, the three four defense. I'm down with um, little. Rep- I read that earlier that basically what Wade Phillips wants to do with Von Miller is just have him rush the quarterback, and that's good. So basically, we're gonna have Von and and and, and Ware, Ware and the homeboy uh, first round coming off and Shane rushing. It's it's confirmed. That's what he wants. He wants them to rush rush the passer and be in position to make plays behind the line of scrimmage. That's very exciting. What what I'm still worried about defensively is outside of linebackers. We can talk about them some other time. I'm worried about free safety, and we got the guy from uh, Baltimore, Darian Stewart's his name. There they got been listed on the depth chart at number one. He's gonna have to earn it. It's his his spot to lose. It's his spot it. to lose, and we don't really have any depth at that position. At that position, they're they're making packages right now. 
to have uh, Roby play free safety. I mean, that that's going to be put in there. But I, I swear that that is like a worst-case scenario type deal. That, a horrendous idea? It's, it's not a horrendous idea. I, I know he can do it. That kid's an athlete. You saw him play. He's a big corner. So him playing free safety where his his runaround is a little bit. It's not the same as the strong safety. He's not all over the place. He's not up on the line. He's more of a coverage guy. I think Roby could be a damn good free safety. But we still want to put him in corner because we think he's – I. Don't we think he's the future like corner of this position with Chris Harris? We want yeah. to have those two guys playing off. So I, I think other. I think we put them there if we need to, but we don't want to. Right. I think. No, the Maybe. free safeties. The free safeties up. That that's big, and then you have to take care of the middle of the field too. It's, it's, it's Raheem Moore basically. I mean, I can see Roby being a center fielder, being being the guy that just a ball hawk. You know, you you, you have your your deal, but that that just takes him out of what we drafted him to do. Right. Which is and keep up with fucking fast, aggressive receivers. And we've still got to pay to leave if we do that. So, <laughs> I don't know. We see how this, this works next season after we get going with that. Um, continuing on some OTAs here. Some predictions for the upcoming season. One of our favorite people to talk about on this show. I'm going to open with Ryan here. Tom Brady? No. Nope. Oh. Johnny Manziel. I want oh. you to tell me how Johnny Manziel is going to do this season. What's your prediction is... For Johnny Manziel, already in OTAs, already there, like they're going to work him in. What do you expect out of Johnny Manziel this season? I wouldn't expect great leaps of greatness from Johnny Manziel, but I bet you he definitely plays more. They have no choice but to see, kind of basically see what he can do. Because he didn't show a whole lot last year, and that was also pre-rehab. Uh, so, word on the street is, <laughs> rehab has made him a better dude a little bit. He's become a little more focused. He's become a little more mature. That's kind of the thing we all said he needed to work on, because we know he can throw the ball, we know he can make plays. He's still undersized. That'll never change. It's Doug Flutie syndrome, all right? You're just, that's, that's what you're as big as you're going to be. Six so, foot. make everything happen. If, <clears throat> So what he got, what he's got to do is just focus in and learn to play professional football, because that whole like plays breaking down. I'm just gonna run. It doesn't work. He tried it last year. He thought he was gonna do stuff with it. It worked from time to time. There'll be openings for a guy with his speed and his athletic ability to do it. But he's gonna get his clock clean. He did. He's gonna. He had. He's going to, and he's gonna keep. It's gonna keep happening. By defensive There are times linemen. he would try to run away. From the play in college, it's no problem. He's running and running and running, and he's fine. But those are guys who will never play in the NFL. I think uh, the, that play last year when they said that he hurt his leg, he got, I think he got his bell rung and got a concussion. Yeah. And they covered up for him. Uh, next one is for or my boy Good point, Justin though. over here. Yeah. Um, it's the sound of him getting his bell rung. <laughs> uh, Justin, outside of off-the-field issues, I don't, don't, it's not the forum for it. What is what do you expect out of Adrian Peterson playing football this year? I think he's going to play, so let's just assume he plays. What do you expect out of him? It's going to be rough, and it's going to it's going to be hard to see because you know he's right now. It's more it's beyond having a chip on his shoulder. You got a coach that's giving him essentially a public ultimatum, like you can play for us or just not play. Yeah, let's assume he's playing. Assume he's playing. Right. What do you expect of him? What would you do if? Nobody on the team wanted you. I can tell you what I would do. I'd, I'd run my ass off. I can guarantee you that guy's going to play to tell every to, 
to make everybody shut up. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't put AP. I'm not going to put him under 1400 this year, yardage wise. Well, I, I I agree with you. I think I think he gets whether it's with the Vikings or with another team. I believe he still comes out and has an AP season. Um, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. Um, moving on, Ryan. Carrying on. As no, I'm not do. doing no Kansas shit. As we do. No, that shit. Um, let's talk on. about a franchise that we love as well. Um, I was Raiders. Raised, I was raised to hate this franchise, um, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, okay. Um, Fun. There is a. They are absent the the motor of their mach, of their machine last year. The motor of their car, like the the thing that made their Corvette drive, is gone. He's a power back. He's the a, meat on the bone. He's a he's a speed back. He'll outrun you. He'll run you over. Demarco Murray's playing for a rival, the Eagles. They believe, and they are putting it all on their offensive line, having the best offensive line in the game. They believe that they will have an effective enough running game where Tony Romo can still play at the level that he did last season. And they expect the defense to step up. What do you expect out of the Dallas Cowboys this season? I think you're, I expect, personally, uh, the offense to actually look a little worse. You're going to see a little more three and outs. You're going to see a little more... You're going to see them not get the tough yards. You're going to see them... With fewer explosive plays. I mean, the offense is going to take a step back because DeMarco Murray finally stopped putting the ball on the ground and started to run with purpose. He started to, I don't know, run like the guy everybody always used to talk about him like. And he was a star. He was a stud. Still not a complete season. He made that team. Still didn't put a complete season. I don't care. He still made that team go. He still made that offense go. Because you have to respect a guy out of the backfield. When the other teams play, the Vikings, we're talking about Adrian Peterson, they still play like they're only playing Adrian Peterson because of how good of a runner he is. They don't care that this league's a passing league. They don't, nobody cares. If they know the guy is a tough back, he makes a, a really good running back is going to make your team better. DeMarco, DeMarco Murray affects the psyche on both sides of the ball, especially with the way he played last year, 1,800-plus yards. Whether it's a full season or not, he was the offensive player of the year. He had the most yards. He dominated his position. He was the best back last season. We're going to move on. One more question for you there. Um, is it Justin's? I think Big it's Justin's. Big J. Big J. Um, I, I kind of... I'm, I'm interested where you see this goes, and I'm going to put another. This is how this is. This is not an if. This is boom. Tom Brady is suspended for four games. Pretend that that's upheld. Pretend he's gone for four games. Do the Patriots win the division? Do they go to the playoffs? How do the Patriots do without Golden Boy Tommy Tom? Tommy Tom Tom Tom. I got to tell you. As much as I respect Jimmy Garoppolo, and as much as I... Hold on, the, stop right there. Why do you respect Jimmy Garoppolo? Because he made it despite coming from a really shitty college. Okay, go ahead. He's an underdog, and I go always ahead, respect the underdog. Continue. Anyway, so... Despite that fact, I see the Patriots going 1-4 and four, their first four games. 1-3? Or 1-3, excuse me. And uh, I don't, I don't see them going. I, I don't. They're not going to do any better than that without Tom Brady. I think they get lucky on one. Uh, I think they really got to watch out for the Buffalo Bills. I think the Bills are going to put together one of the best defenses in the league this year. You got to watch out for them. And I, I stand by this. The Bills will take two from them this year. Bills, you say the Bills are going to sweep? 
Mark that on this, please. Bills Mark take two games. Episode. That's my preseason they prediction. Sweep, sweep the, the Pats this year. Okay, what I'm what I'm going to agree with you on is I don't I don't think that the the Bills will go. They won't even go two and two. They're either going to go or the the Patriots won't go two and two. Hoping that they'll go one and three or zero and four to start that because. It's not just about, well, it's huge about Tom Brady being out, but what happened before the season with the fact that they lost the whole middle of their defense with Wolfork being gone. They did sign the No, they did sign the safety, but neither one of their uh, all-pro corners are on the team. The defense has changed dramatically. That's what's not being addressed. Everyone's like, oh, they're going to be great. Their defense is not going to be nearly as fucking good as they were last year. They have, they have dropped down huge, and Tom Brady not being in there is they're going to have – this is not the same defense that'll keep you in fucking games. Right. So one and three, zero oh and four is what I think. But let's mark down that Justin Silva said that the Bills will take a sweep, that they will sweep the Patriots. He said that, James. Justin stole your flag. So put that on there. Please mark it. We're gonna keep track of it. I'm gonna put that in uh, Vegas we'll, bet too. And then we're gonna move on to our uh, our favorite here. High fives. Five times. Five times. Five, Five times. times. Five times. <laughs> Just fives all over the place. It's nothing but love. Our crowd, we love you too. We love you too. We're moving on in our. <laughs> we're, we're moving on in our series here, the NFL Network, continuing to put out their top 100. This week they did 70 to 61, so we are going to do our best five out of that list. Let's go open up with our guests, Doug. Uh, or guests, not guests. NFL Sorry. Network's a thing. We're going to go with Justin starting off this. Yeah. Let's kick it off with number five. We're going to shake things up a little bit. Bobby Wagner as the Mike fucking linebacker. Dude's a fucking stud. Uh, I really like his play. Guy's just fucking, he's solid. Tom Bali, I. he's just fucking there. <laughs> he's playing inside linebacker, and I think he's fucking... I wouldn't say he's underrated. I gotta just say the guy plays a good game. He's certainly not underrated. He he has to be accounted for. He's something that that offenses need to key up on. Number three, I'm going with Justin Forsett. Dude came out of nowhere last year like a freight train in in Ray Rice's absence, and really did a spectacular job of running the ball. I mean, just just terrific. I got crickets chirping. So, um, Justin Forsett, number three. I think he's a fucking excellent running back. Good back. He's a good guy. Call it. Uh, Ed. It's Ed. Do you want to go next? Or? Sure. Okay. Number two, Jerry Hughes. DT, playing tackle. I like that guy a lot. You guys have been? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I really like him. Well, like you said, he's going to be on one of the best defenses ever put together. These bold predictions for the Bills we got coming up here. He's what has he got in the last? <laughs> he's a good player, man. I'm not his stack. Not, his sack totals are pretty good. So he's a good player. One he's, thing this show has said they love is the Bills front seven. Continually. Sure. Yeah, uh, they're yeah, like I said, excellent defense this year. And number one, Jeremy Macklin, the dude. He has it as a wide receiver. That guy. That guy blew shit up on for the Eagles last year. Just that's all he did was haul in. Catches and good, excellent catches. I mean, they were they they saved he saved a couple games and he made he made some big plays. So I expect more big things from Jeremy Macklin this year. I've always liked Mac. Uh, I think I think you'll see him 
scored a lot higher than he is this year uh, in next year's top 100. So uh, maybe he moves up another 10 spots. All right, Mr. Rye. Number five, my favorite, one of my favorite names to say in the NFL, Kamahali. I love it. It's a fun name to say. It's so fun to say. He is uh, somebody on the Kansas City Chiefs who I, you know, finally fear and respect on the defensive side of the ball. Um, somebody who didn't have a particularly great year last year, but I think the year before he feasted on third-string quarterbacks a lot. So a little bit of inflated numbers. He's still a beast. The guy's yeah. Say. Number four, the old man Larry Fitzgerald. Fitzy? He is still fast. We He's just stuck. watched it. He's still a stud. He'll still catch everything you throw at him. He's not going anywhere. He's not losing a step. People just think he's he losing a step. He played in Arizona last year with the third string and second third, string quarterback. Second, fourth, most string, of the fourth string quarterback. And then they went to the fourth <clears throat> string at the end of the year. <clears throat> so the guy was still making catches, still making plays. Didn't do me well on my fantasy team, but I picked the guy because I liked the guy. Got to tell you, though, he didn't have much of a game at all when they played the Broncos. Well, year. that's once again, second, third string. Yeah, we blew him out. No one really played well. There played was one good play. Went to that game. Great game. Good game. Number three, Bobby Wagner. Totally missed on that defense when he went out. Mr. The Guns himself had pointed it out how different their defense looked without him. He's a tackling machine. The guy does not miss tackles. Run stopper. He he is the reason why they are very the good team. at run defense. He is. He missed a lot of last year, and he's high on this list. And I think he's like a second team All Pro or something. And he is a very good middle linebacker. Okay, uh, number two, return of the Mac. Jeremy Macklin. I knew he'd have a breakout season in this off in the in that Chip Kelly offense. Um, that was the offense where a guy like Jeremy Macklin was going to thrive. Was definitely the kind of he's the kind of dude that was gonna was gonna do well in that offense. And he was sort of always underlooked in Philadelphia. Well, he was number two. He's, he was always the number Deshaun. two. Deshaun was always the guy to throw the ball to. Everybody just always automatically looked for Deshaun. But Jeremy Macklin, I always thought was a very good receiver. <coughs> I still think he's a very good receiver. Still good. Uh, number one, AP. Uh, He's AP, and he's just had a year of rest. I know he dropped multiple. 60 places this year. <laughs> he still he made number list. four last season. He didn't yeah. even. Um, I don't think four last season. I don't think he loses a step just because uh, he didn't play. So he's still Adrian Peterson. He's still AP, and I think a year of rest did him. He's going to be really so, good. AP um, number uno. Good list, gentlemen. That list. Good list, gentlemen. Um, first thing I want to do is I'm going to take someone that shouldn't be on the list where they're at. They're not on my top five, but he's on both of yours. I'm taking Tamba Ali off of there because he's over D-Ware, Julius Peppers, and Terrell Suggs, and that is bullshit. His stats don't touch any of those guys from last year, especially in sack numbers. Another Tamba Ali forced fumbles. He had like four of those or something last year, but his effect was not there. The best player on that team, the best rusher on that team was Jason Houston. Period. I think he shouldn't be on there, but I don't disrespect him being a badass for the Broncos. I know he's a stud. I know that. I just took him off because I thought those guys had better years and should be higher than what Tom Ali did last year. Number five, Jerry Hughes, defensive end from the Bills. He's a beast, dude. We have, we have on this show always outside of making fun of one person because it's funny because their history is a little harsh. 
giving the Bills their due, and they're a good team, man. This is a great defensive team. I don't expect as much out of them as, as you do this year, Justin, but I do expect them to, to step up. I can see them winning a game against the Patriots, you know. Going to sheer domination right away, that's a big jump, but we'll see, brother. We marked it. I can't wait to. I can't wait for the season. Uh, number four, uh, four set, running back in a great scheme. I hope he has a good year this year as well. It's going to be a different type of deal. I'm not sure what Baltimore's doing. I just know that Kubiak is not the offensive coordinator anymore, and that hurts. But, but he still had a great season last year. Number still the AFC North. Chunk, chunk, run the ball, and that's what they're going to fucking do. They got, they got a quarterback to, to run the ball with and throw the ball deep. Number three, uh, I put Larry Fitzgerald on there. I, I think he, like Brian, hasn't lost a step, and if he was playing with the primetime quarterback, if he, if he would have taken the opportunities and the money to go play somewhere else, with a, with a top-notch guy, he he would have numbers resembling all of the top guys. Anyway, he already does, but he would be, you know, top three all the time. I love Fitzy. He is a stud. Number two is Bobby Wagner because he is the glue of that defense. The secondary gets a lot of love, lots of love. But Bobby Wagner makes shit happen. You, that, that presence up the middle with a linebacker who's an asshole, and I mean that in the, in the sense of a football word. <laughs> He's got to knock you down and talk a lot of shit and hit right. you hard. I like that. I like that a lot. Number one is AP. I think I'm glad we all had that. That's just how it is. Gonna look. Past I was you. like sitting there going this whole time. Every time you, get, if you guys read your list, I was sitting there going, "If they don't say AP, I, I need to ask why. Why you wouldn't like out of at least this list of ten, <laughs> of the of the players given, how in the world is he not the best? And we He's all definitely right. the best of the ten players given. <laughs> period. If I have no a list argument. of these ten people, and I have. One season, I have this season to make. I'm taking Adrian Peterson out of those ten people. I think teams spend an awful lot of time just trying to scout a good running back. I don't care that it's a passing league. Running backs are expected to catch the mm-hmm. ball too. And again, You'd sure like them to. Yeah, absolutely. Would. I mean, AP is still <laughs> AP. The dude still he's he's strong. He's He's big. Think, think he about can it. Cut. We can, we can think about it in terms like this. When Peyton Manning was was coming off of his year and everybody thought he was going to be fucked up, he went on to have one of his best seasons ever, like one of his top two best seasons ever, and then the next year had, had his, his best, best season. season ever. So having that that rest can really be something that helps. The guys that were left off the list were Charles Woodson, still a stud. DeAndre Levy, um, not familiar with the Lions too much, but I do. I did hear that name a couple years or a couple times last Tashawn year. Tashawn Gibson. Uh, Tashawn Gibson is a stud. I think we all know that. Um, I, I'm interested to see if T.J. Ward is going to be up higher on the list or if he's not going to make it or not. Um, and I think that was it for who got left. Uh, yep. Good job, John. Yep. I mean, it's funny to pick this, uh, pick these lists apart. Kind of come up with your own fantasy list off of it. It's uh, fun. We're gonna get to see our top fifty players at the end of it, and then do our top. We'll do something with it as well. It'll it'll be fun to fuck with. Um, High five, five mm-hmm. time. Clint Eastwood movies. Is it his birthday? Happy today? birthday, Mr. Eastwood. Yes. Happy birthday. When the show airs or when it's, right today. Now, today. it's being recorded. At time of recording. Okay. Time of recording. Clint Eastwood's birthday gave us some. He's nine hundred and three. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Doesn't look a day over six hundred and four. <laughs> clean living. It's, you know it. Bathing in the blood of virgins and children, I'm sure. Well, I mean, Red, it helps when you all get chair every back once in a while. Thunderbird wine. That's just what you yeah, do. Yeah. Dude. Fucking rock it out. So top five. 
Bad time. Clint Eastwood movies. Bad time. And we were brought on this. It didn't have to be just acted. Could have been one he directed, um, but he wasn't in, which is rare. But it does happen. So um, yeah, who's gonna start? Let's go ahead and let guess first again. I'm Who gonna start, and I'm. I've been. I. As soon as you told me this list, I was so happy. I love this list. Number five, Dirty Harry. You you just can't. You cannot have Clint Eastwood without Dirty Harry. It's that's just how it goes. It's a I love series. <laughs> I love Dirty Harry. I love his attitude in it. Everybody goes, well, it's the same Clint Eastwood. No, it's not. Dirty Harry was awesome. Um, in the Line of Fire, and I don't care what anybody says. You hate me or you don't. This movie had everything for me that I wanted. Had action, had adventure. No, and it was John fucking Malkovich. Notice how he's already defensive. Hate me if you want. I loved hate In the Line of want. Fire. It was great. Starting was, uh, with a plastic gun well before that was a thing. Right. Now it's Shoot like, I can 3D print a gun Those and try to kill the president. Boom. Goes and kills the fat Feathers. lady at her house. Because she accidentally was from the town he was pretending to be from. Right. All right, moving on. Number three, Fistful of Dollars. I don't even think I need to go on with the rest of my list, but I'll go ahead anyway. Yes, you do. You definitely have to. Okay. That's only A few three. dollars more at number two. Okay. And number one, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. So you just threw the whole trilogy? The whole trilogy because, goddammit, I love that fucking series. It's four. We'll allow it's it. It's four of them. Which, well, why'd you leave the other one out? Quadrilogy. The quad, the, the quadrilogy? Mm-hmm. There are four uh, movies. I just... Of the man without a name. <laughs> We've been over this before in the show. About a billion times. And I guarantee you it's on at least two of our uh, lists for other people. I'm, I'm sure it is. Um, good, the it's bad, the ugly. Mine. The fucking final 20 the fourth minutes. fourth one isn't? No. Final 20 minutes. Final 20 minutes of the movie, you get the epic song. You get a Mexican Unless standoff. It is, and I didn't know. You get everything. He a one boat with an actual Mexican. Yes. Not just an Italian. No. Looking like, like a Mexican. Mexican. <laughs> no, that would be. Getty Western. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, that would be the director. Um, <laughs> so Getty Western. Yeah. Yeah. He. I mean, he tricks them all. He wasn't going to give them anything if he Film died. Film in Italy and use Italians. It was perfect. <laughs> he makes the guy pretty much hang himself and then shoots him dead. Yep. It, it just, it's its perfect. Yeah. I love, that's my favorite Eastwood movie ever. I'm not, there's nothing anybody can say to make me change my mind. Uh, good, the bad, and the ugly. Hands okay. down, winner. I'm, I'm going to go next. I, I got some uh, honorable mentions here. Uh, Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> Deadpool. Oh, that's, that's what I was trying to think the of. The last Dirty, Dirty, Dirty Harry, Harry movie. Last Dirty Guns N' Roses. I want to say <laughs> Sudden Death by New Orleans. <laughs> so is Jim Carrey. I knew that was Jim Carrey's in it. Then the other honorable mention is A Perfect World. Uh, if you remember that one. That was... I, don't. I do. Kevin Costner Kevin breaks Costner's. out of prison, kidnaps the boy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's in the, it's in the past. Damn it, Doug. He's an asshole sometimes. <laughs> uh, number five, I like I like it when people have some something on their list at the same spot that I do. Dirty Harry is like the first like psychopath flick that I watched on accident when I was a kid. Because like, he's straight up, you know, he's a psycho. He's a sniper, weird psycho guy. He's also in Hellraiser. Who? The bad guy from The guy that plays the Zodiac Killer in Dirty Harry? Mm -hmm. He's the Who dad. Who is he now? Oh, oh holy shit. Yeah, he was. <laughs> All right. Nine, nine. Uh, yeah, got you. Number four, Gran Torino. Because it's my favorite example of an old racist man 
<laughs> like on television ever. It's ever. just, it's like, it's not the, you're not like, God, I really want to kill that racist guy. It's like, oh, it was he's a, so it was racist. A different, <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> like, he's so cute uh, when he says that because he's just so alone and racist. And he, he, he befriends, befriends the Hmong girl. Like, get off my arm. You know, I don't know what Hmongs are, but they explain it. It's a, it's a, it's a Chinese thing. Hmong. Uh, it's Vietnamese. The food's oh, good. Vietnamese. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. They all look alike to Is that Chinese or Japanese? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Laotian! Right. I don't know. Chinese. See? But it's a good movie. Uh, He's Laotian, ain't you? Uh, number two. Khan's Laotian. Ain't you, Khan? Number two. Good, bad, and the ugly. Because it's just a really good movie, and number one is one of my favorite movies of all time. And it is Unforgiven. Absolutely. It's it's I, we didn't grow up in the generation of westerns. We so I mean honestly, watching the old Clint Eastwood movies, the old westerns took me a while to do it because I wasn't gonna want to watch them when I was fifteen. I didn't want to watch them when I was eight. I was raised on them. I was not. I mean, I was, I'm just saying. Like, but, but see, it was a me, different like avenue. My dad, we watched Star Trek and shit. I mean, it was just no westerns. We didn't do the westerns. He likes them. He likes all the movies, but uh, John the only Wayne western we ever watched together was Blazing Saddles and Silverado. So it, it wasn't a whole lot of Silverado. westerns. Good one. Good one. But but uh, Unforgiven has some of the best quotes. Um, it's, it's, it's just a damn good fucking movie, dude. I really, really like it. We watch it all the time. Because it's on all the time. You know why? Because it's, it's a great movie. Unforgiving. Uh, I got Dang. Yeah! Whoa. Ha <laughs> ha, Doug. Sound hey. check. Got a handful <laughs> of uh, shout-outs. You couldn't say fistful? A, fist- a fistful? A fistful of shout-outs! There you go. Loses its... Uh, yeah, there you go. It's it's more like when Doug cracks me, it ruins it. A perfect world, sudden impact... Really? I liked it. I still like it. I'll watch it. The Rookie in the Line of Fire. The Rookie. Nice. We just watched that. Yeah, I think I know. A couple weeks ago. (laughs) Um, And I have to, I guess since it's a top five, I have to. Sudden Impact? I have to put the Outlaw Josie Wales on the honorable mentions. Number five, Dirty Harry. Absolutely. Hey! It gets on the list, dude. That's cool. I was I was fighting between Whoa. that and number four. And outlaw Josie <laughs> Wales. Actually, the Outlaw Josie Wales. It's, I've watched a lot of westerns because my dad used to watch a mm-hmm. lot of westerns. That was my grandfather. So we used to watch a lot of them, and that was one that I really good one. Watch. It's really good. You gotta check out Man from Laramie. Oh, that was the one with the girl getting raped and she's shooting everyone. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sudden impact. I was like, yeah, which Dirty Harry was it? I just couldn't remember. It's one where uh, Morgan Freeman's the president. That's what I thought initially. I was like, is he talking about the fucking... That's Deep Impact. That's Deep Impact. Is that why you laughed? <laughs> initially. Like, oh, that's a very hairy flick. Let me just make sure this is. <laughs> it's like, okay. He hates it. Right like, which, on. Which, which one is... No. He was the, one with he the, was the asteroid. He was, was the yeah, asteroid. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's just a close-up of his face. Number four, uh, Flags of Our Fathers... Mm. It was a really fucking good movie. I really, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought about putting it, it, it's, that or Letters of Iwo Jima on my list, yeah. Uh, actually, my number three is Letters from Iwo Jima. It's um, a really good one. They're, I, I think they're both, like, I don't know, telling of that particular battle. They're very, I, I like really like war movies, so 
I had to put those on the list. Number two, Gran Torino. Because his character is just Because one of his characters are dad. <laughs> if wow. my dad went to the Korean War. <laughs> if our dad went to war, that would he be would our dad. He would come out <laughs> the grumpy asshole. <laughs> with a fucking M1 <laughs> and fucking ammo crates. And he would sit on the porch. Get off my lawn! Get off my lawn! I doubt it. I, look this. Okay, maybe a little bit of that, but I bet. I bet. He can go smoke a joint with him. Do you hear what I said? He said, get off my lawn. Mexican. <laughs> Leave that joint here. <laughs> Number one, without a doubt, unforgiving. It's, without it's a doubt. the best Western ever made. It is really one of the best. It is the best Western ever made. Oh, it's the hotel. Good job. What? He said it's the best Western. Oh. I thought you were going to say shit. Yeah, I was like... You are witty. You're on fire. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Oh, wait. Don't. <laughs> Change my School mind. School teacher's dead, huh? <laughs> <laughs> she Looks was... like she died of AIDS. Oh, with an E. Student <laughs> AIDS. <laughs> Teacher's AIDS. <laughs> 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 Nicely done, gentlemen. Uh, number five. Unforgiven. It's fantastic. I like that it wraps up the whole story of him. And I like that Clint Eastwood directed like the conclusion of that character's story. I hate that you have it at number five. Well, then and you're not going to like the rest of my well. list. <laughs> I doubt it. Let's hear it. Number four, Deep Impact. No, <laughs> wait. I meant, I meant Waterworld. Uh, no, number four, uh, Gran Torino. Fucking phenomenal film. That was one of the. Was that one of the earliest ones he directed? No, 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 no by far. Not at no. all. I mean, I know he's been in film for two hundred years. Well, but well, Unforgiven was ninety-two. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a point. Ninety-one. Maybe? And he was born in eighteen ninety-two. So that makes sense. So, uh, Grand Torino was after Million Dollar Baby. No. Yes, it was. Yes, it was a follow-up. Million Dollar Baby. What was the what was the one he was in with um, where he's the blind sports guy sports scout? He's not blind. He's going blind. He's in trouble with the curve. In trouble with the curve. Yeah. That's that's that, kind that of had, that had uh, that had the million dollar baby in it too, didn't it? Was Amy that, Adams. Oh, was it Amy, Amy Adams, Adams, not yeah. Hillary Swank? Had I'm a, a, I'm a redhead, not awkward, weirdly. I'm a girl, you know. Kingly, I'm a girl, you know. You're having big teeth. Deep cut for a joke right now. Um, I'd still fuck Karate Kid Part 3. The 4. The yeah. Part 3 the, was a redhead, just a different one. Um, number, uh, I'm a little disappointed this didn't make your list, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, number 3, Every Which Way But Loose. Ah, I, I looked at it, I was like, I, I, I mean, it's more of an orangutan movie than a <laughs> Clint Eastwood movie, but it was one of the earliest, uh, like, kind of weird, like, comedies that, like, hit and, like... It was like odd. yeah, it, it yeah, like Brittany yeah, Peters, can, yeah. in, like, and you're like, okay. Is she in the second one or the first one? I think she might be in both. Any which way you can. That's the first one, or that's the uh, second that's one? the second one. Uh, first one's any which way, but she's loose. in the first one. Yeah, you're right. With the orangutan flips people off. Hey, why can't they bring back concepts like BJ and the Bear? Bear. There's something I can't get enough of. A man and his monkey. <laughs> um, number two, Dirty Harry. And number one, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I remember. Watching that over and over, like I said, with my with my grandfather and uh, just all of the westerns, and that was always held in high regard, um, to the point where 
I was at a bar and they were showing it on mute, and I was literally just saying the lines out loud. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting a note from my producer. I have to wrap this up. No. Dick. That's Interesting. That is... Interesting. Yeah. What a uh, dick. I'd say that was a successful uh, five-time list, gentlemen. Um, five times. Thank you for, for doing that. Let's talk about the... Oh, uh, but I had one more thing to cap that off. Oh, well, we're moving on. We're going to talk about the uh, hockey's playoffs real quick. The Stanley Cup. Um, yeah, the Blackhawks are playing Tampa Bay, so be sure to watch it. Now let's talk about the NBA Finals. We, like, tripled our watching of hockey this week. Right there. We did. We watched... Both game games sevens, and they kind of sucked. <laughs> they weren't that good. They were like you know good, and then it was a blowout. Then it was over, and then the four nothing, and five two, and just yeah, not not very good games. So watch watch the Stanley Cup Finals, guys. They're starting soon, and get and all hockey. of good it and do it. Yeah, I well, haven't followed stuff. any of it. I'm absolutely more interested in the NBA Finals on a couple different levels. I'm, I'm stoked about Golden State having their shot at winning an NBA title for the first time in 40 years. I'm down with Steph Curry. I'm down with that team. But I'm also interested in LeBron being completely alone for the first time since Cleveland. And it's the same thing. Is he going to be able to get him over the hump? Is he? I don't know because I'm taking Golden State in six, so I would guess that's no. To I'm me. taking Golden State also in six because I just think they got – way too much offense. <clears throat> and I don't think they have the offense in Cleveland to keep up right now. It I all depends on missed, LeBron. I think they miss Kevin Love they more do. than they abs- they they wanted they were dogging him all season long. Every I've heard it from every different sports guy, every different network, radio, everything. I've heard it every different way. Kevin Love is not that great. He's not a superstar. He's not a top he's not a big three guy. He's not well, they're crying about him not being there. Whatever, because he made, he made Minnesota good. No, he never made Minnesota good. Okay. Ever. He made Minnesota he never worth made, talking about? No. He was just on Minnesota with good stats. He never did any of that. They, were never, never, they weren't worth talking about last year with Andrew Wiggins, and they won around the same games. <laughs> they, they, they haven't been worth talking about. That's not what he brings a good game, though. He's... he's He's I a 6'11 guy that shoots threes, and it was rocky at the beginning of the fucking the first 30 games. That was a team that was under 500 for a little bit. They were fighting. They were out of the playoffs they were for the like first 30 games of, of the season. Joking. Everything switched when Kevin Love became more involved and started fighting his place within within the the well, offense. We talked about that. That was hmm? that was that's what was it was going surprising to their start, but the same people it was who, not surprised. We we knew that they surprising. were gonna we were gonna be. I thought it was gonna wait be, for that. Wait for the second half of the season. It wasn't surprising their start because I knew it was gonna be worse than it was for him in Miami. There was no doubt about it. When he joined the new team with those two guys, those are veteran guys, and one of them was D Wade. It was gonna be a much easier transition. They struggled for about twelve games and then blew the fuck up. The 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 Cavs are. The same guys that are were dogging Kevin Love are the same ones saying right now that the Cavs are not going to win the NBA title because they don't have Kevin Love. We, we, Fascinating, right? We've been on that all year long as far as talking about Kevin Love. He's a good basketball player. They miss him incredibly. Hopefully, Kyrie Irving can get healthy and, and provide something in this because they don't play until Friday. So, you know, that's a full eight days off. A little bit of a rest. That affects – I mean, you got one guy who's been in a lot of finals and James Jones coming off the bench for the same team playing over on Cleveland. The rest of the guys are, are young guys who haven't been in this situation. Always been in the situation. When, when J.R. Smith was taking a selfie at the press conference afterwards, they're like, act like you've been there before. 
He's never been there before. And you expect JR to act (laughs) different, by the way? Take some pictures. He's one of the most eccentric NBA players without being over the top. We should be happy that he's only taking pictures of himself. (laughs) And not pictures of his dick. (laughs) Right? This guy can do all kinds of things, and this is the problem. I I, I think it's going to be, it's it's not going to be a very entertaining series. It's not going to be last year's. This, whoever wins all. this is not, not going to. Whoever though, wins this, this finals is not one of the greatest teams of all time. Period. No, they're not top fifty of the greatest teams nope. of all time. This is not the best year for the NBA's NBA finals. It's what you want to see, but these are not great teams. They no. might be. They might be later on, but they're not great teams right now. One has the great, greatest player, and one has the best player this season. I'm calling six. I'm calling a six-game series, Golden State. Boring series. Justin? Seven game. It's still boring. Seven. Seven? Okay. Seven. And I'm still going Golden State. Ryan? I call Golden State six. Six? It's it's looking that way. Um, we're going to follow up that topic here. Too much fire. Um, I, I got a fastball here for Ryan. It's been a while. <gasps> Doug? So me and Doug set up here. playing video games He's ready to go. your nerd phone for five so, seconds? So we, we were playing basketball with a gentleman last week. Who said that uh, LeBron James was the best of all time? And ah. He's better than Michael Jordan. So, so we're gonna we're gonna just go ahead and put Michael Jordan out of the conversation okay. and just leave him out of this. What I want to say is is LeBron James better than Magic Johnson? Ready, set, go. Just Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. Wow. I. Wow. Oh wow. Um. I think he can definitely. Oh, wow. Great stuff. <laughs> it's dude, that's a hard one because I really have never heard anybody try and compare him to Magic. Because Johnson. everyone just goes to Jordan and they skip all these other amazingly <laughs> elite players, and they're like, "Come on, how about how about that?" I think he he can play so many. I mean, I he's not on my first team, so I guess not. Because last last week when we did the when we did the first teams, he's, he wasn't on my first team. Magic Johnson, was. Magic Johnson Magic was Johnson absolutely was on my first one. team. Magic Johnson is my point guard on my first team, so... No. I mean... But he could have been your three-man. He could have been your power forward. He could have been... If you wanted to. LeBron can also... Can also do a lot of different things on the floor too because of his size. He can he can play everything on the floor really if he mm-hmm. wanted to. Is LeBron as good of this is a different fastball? Is LeBron as good of a defender as Magic Johnson was? Uh, Same they, size. They played in such different eras of basketball. It's really hard to say. I want to say get that no. out of your head because we're comparing I anyway. No. We've already I been comparing. Say no. I want to say, say no. no. In a more physical era where you can't touch the defense, where where you have to lay off. And LeBron doesn't have to play as much defense when they can play zone. And all that Magic did was play man up on the best point guards in the league in the Western and have to D up because there's no fouls. You don't get you don't get you don't get blown or you don't That's get bailed. You don't get bailed out. You didn't say who. You just said. Oh, I better. said Magic is the better. I'm sorry. I did not mean, I did not mean that. Maybe I inferred that LeBron is no. Absolutely no. I said because the question was, is LeBron better than Magic? And you said he is. That's the say that. I said he's when you said he team. is, well, you're answering the question that I asked: Is LeBron better than Magic? That's the question. No. So I would guess I would have to say he is. Well, no, LeBron is not. Just okay, but that's what you said. That's all. Okay, cool. All right. Just, just to clarify, <laughs> looking at me like I'm retarded. <laughs> we're we're rolling. Hey, 
Just quick question back at you. Okay. What are you retarded? What dream team was? Uh, <laughs> what dream team is LeBron on? Oh, none. Okay, cool. Anyway, well, go ahead. Never oh, been no, on a dream team. Yeah, no. Yeah. Never. Why do you think LeBron? Why do you think LeBron I don't ever. Oh. That will never happen. Never a possibility. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. That'll I got never a come out of his mouth for sure. Good. That should. Wretch. I have He's a wretch. I have a wretch that I wrote down, and I'm excited to, to read this. And I'm hoping that some of you like it. I'm hoping that some of you don't like it. Just kidding. I'm hoping that you all like it. And that's to mark my place because I have to turn the pages to get to certain Turn things. the page to wretch. To wretch. Turn the page is good. Oh, good song. What's a worse characteristic? What should keep a player out of the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame? Because once again, the debate is front and center. For baseball fans, is A-Rod, who will jump Barry Bonds for fourth, and at this rate, eclipse Cap Anson for third place all-time in career RBIs. I can tell you right now, the majority of baseball fans say A-Rod and Bonds for this rant will never and should never get into the Hall of Fame. They disgraced the game. They cheated. Ruth did it right. Aaron did it right. And Ted Williams is the best hitter of all time. Aaron did do it right, and harder than almost anyone. Ted Williams might be the best hitter of all time, but 40% of 40% of the top five all-time RBIers not in the Hall of Fame. Let's look at this list. Number one, Hank Aaron. Number two, Babe Ruth. Number three, Cap Anson. Number four, Barry Bonds. Number five, A-Rod. Camp Anson refused to take the field with that black players. That was what he was famously known for outside of being one of the best hitters and RBI getters of his generation. Does him not playing against an entire field swell his numbers? Babe Ruth, a violent drunk with ties to the mafia. Does him affecting his behavior out there swell his numbers? Probably not. But playing in the era where he's not playing against black or Latino or Asian players definitely does. Are these not disgraces to the game? Cheaters. Gaylord Perry. Openly cheated. Wrote a book about it that was published in 1974. Was elected to the Hall of Fame in 1991. Ty Cobb, my favorite piece of shit on all of this. <laughs> Ty Cobb, inaugural Hall of Fame inductee. Retired with the highest batting average of all time. So you would think he should go into the Hall of Fame. Open racist. Openly racist. He also fixed games. Got off for it, but everyone said Ty Cobb fixed games. Ty Cobb fixed games. And to top it off, he was a member of the KKK. Do the these not stain the game? We'll start with K. Does integrity off the field apply to Pete Rose and no one else? Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame includes multiple violent racists, drunks, cheats, brawlers, wife beaters, drug users, and one acknowledged sex offender. PEDs are being executed from a, a pretty exclusive and cocky group of cocksuckers. Uh, the yeah. end. It's the point it's, of the moral of the story is that they're cocksuckers. Don't be a cocksucker. It's the, it's the baseball don't writers of association that really fuck it up for everybody and suck cock. They probably have a special place in hell reserved for them for their fucking hypocrisy. Every year it fucking baffles me. 
Why not eat Rose, Gonzo? That's what I have to because fucking say. Because he pissed someone off. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's the only off. fucking reason that guy's not in the fucking Hall of Fame. His yeah. fucking numbers, same thing. Speak for the fucking selves. Well, he has the most hits of anyone of all time, and no one's gonna break that record. Ever. That's 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 a record that is, in my mind, untouchable. I mean, guys like A. Rod, the the the, the young guys that were close. supposed to do it, they're not anywhere close to breaking that record. Not even on track. It's, no, there's no track. It, it's not it's not happening. And the biggest thing about the PED era that that some folks seem to not understand is that PEDs were not even banned in baseball until 2002. So. Fuck y'all, they did exactly what they could do because you guys didn't institute the fucking rule. There was no rule saying you don't use steroids. You know why? Because they made money off of it. And now they vilify people. And it's getting pretty ridiculous to Every time this comes out, and I go read Hall of Fame lists, and I see these guys that are in the Hall of Fame, and who they say can't go in the Hall of Fame, and what they call disgrace, and what they consider being a bad person, what they don't, is unfucking believable to me. Would you rather have a child who felt the pressure and, and like, crumbled... Just to compete and did did something to help him get over? Or would you rather have a violent, drunk, racist, left-handed hitter who has ties to the mafia? We know Gracious. where Jen sits. We know where Jen sits. <laughs> it's it's just it's unreasonable to me, the argument. And, and it's not the fact of whether they did it or not. It's the fact of who you're keeping out and who you're letting in and who you have historically let in. Do not tell me about integrity. Do not ever say integrity to me when it comes to sports and people using or baseball. fucking PEDs. Just baseball in general. But say baseball, I'll get on my rant. Like I, I wanted to, to say this High because horse. people are... Soapbox. Soapbox. High horse. Suck dick. It's, uh, this is exactly no, where I sit. Dick. This is exactly where I sit. I don't feel like I'm above anybody. No, no, no. I'm saying that no one is above. You cannot say that this is terrible and this is okay. You can go and you can't Selective bullshit. Baseball traditions can, and that's are what they do. steeped in racism. I mean, it is a cheating and racism fact. That's what you do in baseball. Like, there's so many unwritten rules. Don't steal signs. Well, they're trying to steal signs all the time. Right, they do it. It's been done. That's why they kind of like go through them so quickly now. Instead of like one. That's why you go. They throw up a million game signs. signs. Yeah. Because you're stealing signs. If they weren't, they would just go one and speed the fucking game up. But no, y'all are cheating. You're cheating and kicking other people out for cheating. Remember the Oakland A's when you could watch baseball back then and pointing down with one finger meant give them the fucking heater. Oh, Two and the whole Oakland A's team was juiced out of their minds out. with veins popping out uh, of their foreheads and pimples Jose on their back. Yeah. Mark McGuire, Dave Henderson. Ricky Henderson was a leadoff batter who stole 20, who stole 74 bases, hit 30 home runs. 30 home runs! And he looked like Popeye. Just like Walt Weiss did playing for that fucking team. Walt Weiss looked like he fucking was a bodybuilder working playing for that fucking team. Where was Balco? Oakland. Like, it's been going on forever. Forever. Just like cheating in baseball. Synonymous with America and glory and such. Bigger and better and faster. It's still boring, so that's the whole thing. (laughs) Unless you watch a documentary about a pitcher, like, tripping acid. While playing a game, this this was this was amazing. You know, you know Comiskey Park, that's the Chicago White Sox baseball field. They changed the name in 2002. Charles Comiskey was uh, a 1939 inductee in the Hall of Fame. He was the commissioner from 1900 till 1943. He was the main line stream dude of like no black folk, 
no Hispanics, no nothing. He was the color guy. He's like, nope, 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 nope. He died in 43, coincidentally. That's when the push starts to, like, you know, let black folks play baseball with us. Let everyone play baseball. And they name a stadium after him. And, and put him in the Hall of Fame. You know, it's, it, that's, I don't, I, I'd much rather have someone doing PEDs and be like, sorry, I fucked up. I didn't, I didn't hold down a whole race of people. And, you or, know, inflate, you know, inflate, only, inflate our numbers by not playing these people. For. So these guys' numbers are unrealistic and you can't catch up to them. How do these guys have such amazing numbers that the guys that took steroids needed to get to? You know why? Because they're playing against a, no offense, bunch of short Jewish dudes throwing fucking 68 mile an hour fastballs. Why is that a no offense? I don't play baseball. Because you're short and Jewish. Oh. Rod Cruz in the, uh, in the Hall of Fame. We he went converted. two different ways on that one. He converted. Dugout. PEDs or racist, violent sex offenders. PED, that's a bad band, right? That is a bad band. Dead teachers or dead children. What? Dead what? Teachers or dead children. Either way, you can say school's out if they're dead. <coughs> oh. I thought you were yawning. David Caruso, NYPD Blue? Or David Caruso? CSI Miami. CSI Miami. CSI Miami, because that's when he went all Caruso bot on us. But the foundation was established in NYPD Blue. I am a ginger you need in to a go tropical watch setting. It. You need to go watch NYPD Blue. He is exactly the same. Yeah, it's Caruso Just bot. Just less sunglasses because he's in New York. Yeah, because right. it's in New York. <laughs> Where the gingers are safe. <laughs> and they're from the And sun. they're plentiful. <laughs> but still the same pan in and close up. With a garbage like, analogy. You're going to have to get over this one. This will be the only one that you can do, and if you don't, it's going to fall on you. The only one where he expressed any range whatsoever. What was the movie with Walken? No range. Kings of New York? Kings of New York. He was, just, uh, he was like a... I'm very angry, and I'm shooting at you! He was like a drunk version of David Caruso, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying really hard to be Irish in this movie! NYPD Blue or Law and Order? Huh. Whoa. Whichever one didn't show Dennis Fran's butt. Bang, bang. Law and Order. Well, it does show Dennis Franz's butt. I was able to fast forward through those. I've been recording the series. It's on. I found it. I'm excited. <laughs> We're up to the part where Ricky Schroeder's in it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's obsessed with Diane, the other cop, who was married to Jimmy Smith's. So, like, the last episode ended, she's dating the doctor who was there when Jimmy Smith died. She was, like, he was, like, the doctor for him. And so, like, she's dating him now. And Ricky Schroeder was waiting outside her apartment just, like, and the episode ended. <laughs> what, do you have, like, a soundboard for... Well, you know, you know, Is producer, job, we just look for soundboards. He can't find any sounds. <laughs> I He's can't like, just, no. like... We don't put sounds on our show. <laughs> oh, don't fucking start. <laughs> Doug, just cut in fucking hostile right there. Just cut it in. Bam, bam. No Thank problem. you for listening to Shooting the Gap. Cheers. Fucking hostile. Fucking hostile. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. 
your home for almost bacon and banjo!